as the war between the Republic and the Separatists intensifies, many are driven from their home planets, and it is up to Senator Amidala to secure aid for them. All eyes turn to the banking clan and the planet Scipio. In an effort to remain independent from the Republic and the Separatists, all operations are divided and money transactions are performed in a neutral zone surrounding the main vault. For operations to continue, there must be no war on Scipio. However, worry about the stability of the banking clan is brewing within the Republic, as the wellspring of money may be in jeopardy. Bucketheads, Mayvartigar. Welcome to our 225th baffling banking episode of Mandovision. I'm your host, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here. Reach out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Well, how is everyone doing? We roll into the holiday season, uh, and we're going to try to keep this show on schedule for the rest of the year. We'll see how that turns out. I'll keep you all posted as it goes. Uh, and we're here today to kick off a new three-part arc for Star Wars The Clone Wars in our rewatch series. And, you know, it's an episode that brings back a character we've not seen in quite some time in the form of Rush Clovis. Uh, one of Padme Amidala's uh, um, previous dalliances? Is that what we want to go with on that one? She has a history with this guy who betrayed her. And they talk a little bit about that. They get into that. You know, we kind of rehash the reasons why she's not going to trust him this time around. But she needs to. <laughs> Rush, Rush needs her aid more than he can possibly convey. And we get into a little bit of a, you know, espionage-ish kind of kind of episode here. A lot going on. You know, it is the first part of a three-parter. Uh, so they're, they're setting things up. They're putting, putting the pieces on the board here for this arc. But mostly, in, in my opinion, it's just really nice to get back together with Padme. We did not see much of Padme at all in Season 5 of the show. So catching up with her now is 
good. And it should be noted that originally this arc was supposed to be in Season 5, but I guess they sort of decided thematically that it didn't make much sense in there. Uh, so they, they held it back for, for Season 6 of the show. And uh, it's hard to say whether or not it makes more sense to be in this season as opposed to 5, uh, because, you know, this season gets prematurely ended far too soon. And, and so... You know, a lot of the episodes in in this season are, are sort of uh, uh, interesting in their placement. But, you know, because we don't have the whole kind of cohesive season to look at as a, as a whole, it, it's hard to say if this episode fits better here than it would have in five. Uh, in, in theory, I think it does. Uh, but we also know the broad strokes of what else they were going to get to in season six originally, if not uh, prematurely canceled by Disney. And yeah, let's just let's just go along with the idea that it makes more sense here to have this uh, uh, arc where we kind of get into the banking of the Clone Wars, you know, uh, the banking clan and their attempts to stay neutral, uh, give money to both sides. I mean, that that feels wrong, <laughs> but you know, I, I, they've never really—I don't think they've really gone into a deep dive of how the, the, the banking clans kind of work. In Star Wars, how, how funds are distributed in Star Wars necessarily, you know, we've gotten like a little peek at things uh, from a, from the birth of the Rebellion perspective on Andor, but as far as uh, uh, banks trying to stay neutral and and I don't know, like I said, this is a three part arc. They're going to get more into it in the in the next episodes, uh, so maybe we'll have a little bit more information to, to make some 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 conversation about about the banking procedures in the Star Wars galaxy. Won't that be a fun conversation? Uh, we can find out what kind of interest rates the, the Galactic Republic is, is drawing for their loans. That will be just a wonderful topic for us to get into. So let's go ahead, get this episode going. Uh, it is Star Wars The Clone Wars, Season 6, Episode 5, An Old Friend. <laughs> Original air date March 7th, 2014. And I think by this point in, in our Star Wars history, I'll have to double-check the timeline, but it's I, I'm pretty sure by this point the Disney acquisition of, of, of Lucasfilm has happened. I don't quite know if the, if the hammer fell on the Clone Wars just yet. Uh, well, I'll have to check that out. It, it's not really pertinent to any of the conversations that we're having on anything, but it's, it's an interesting thing to kind of note. Uh, this episode is directed by Brian Callan O'Connell, written by Christian Taylor, our cast for this week. Returning as Padme Amadala, Catherine Tabor, Robin Atkin Downs is Rush Clovis, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. You get Phil Lamar in this episode, Stephen Stanton, the return of Ian Abercrombie, because this was supposed to be a season five episode. So they had Ian's voice to work with for, for Palpatine's Last Sidious. So that worked out pretty great. Um, you, get, you get Anna Grays in this episode, Dave Filoni voicing Embo. Tom Kane, of course, is our uh, our narrator, and um, well, listen, <laughs> I didn't mention their names because uh, we get to spend some time with with the moon in this, the mune in this, you know, the M U U N mune from Munalist, and and <laughs> on the on the on the world of Scipio, and um, the names of the banking clan members. Well, listen, <laughs> you have Clue Lesser. Mick Plain, you know, it's just these names 
Nick's card. I mean, come on. <laughs> a little on the nose with some of these ones, but I did want to point that out. So, uh, yeah, and I mentioned it earlier, Dave Filoni as Embo. To me, that is the highlight of this episode. I am a big fan of Embo. I love seeing him be awesome, and he gets to be awesome in this episode. And we will talk more and more about Embo as we go. So let's go ahead, get the episode started. we got a lot to get into with this one uh, because there's a lot of mysterious things happening as we open the episode. But let's go ahead, get into it. Uh, you know what? Oh, 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 whoa, whoa. We almost forgot our Jedi Fortune cookie for the week. To love is to trust. To trust is to believe. And there you have it. I, I'm, I'm not digging these Jedi Fortune cookies so much this season. They're not great. Uh, I also have to get up to our plot. I, I do apologize, friends. While on Scipio to fund a mercy mission, Senator Amidala is called upon by an old friend to help uncover corruption in the banking clan. All right, now we are ready. <laughs> Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Senator Amidala. Clovis. You do know one another? Sir, I was assured that this transaction would be free of prejudice and partisan allegiance. This man is a known separatist and traitor to the Republic. Padme. I can assure you. Rush Clovis is our most trusted and best negotiator. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I insist this man be removed from these negotiations. Until then, we have nothing further to discuss. So right there in that opening scene where Padme and her, her uh, little team <laughs> land and, and, and make their way onto Scipio to, to go to this neutral zone uh, bank vault... Uh, we, we see Embo right away. Like, so there's no mystery as far as, like, oh, we know something is afoot. They're not playing games here. They're not pulling punches. We know Embo's there. We know what Embo's all about. You know, he became a fan favorite, bounty hunter real quickly. So there's something going on there. And, you know, I think they want us to kind of believe that it has to do with Padme being there and that, that Padme is the target of something, right? You know, Padme's been targeted before by bounty hunters so why wouldn't she be again this time uh we only see him only see embo that is with with uh with the with the binoculars binox trinox what are they, quad knocks i don't know what they are some kind of knock <laughs> and and again i think the assumption is and he's there with his loyal hound by the way which i love uh so that made me very very happy as well and again it's just sort of so, so that we know there's something going on we don't know what it is just yet, but we know something is happening, and that's why Embo's there. And he is very easily able to uh, sneak a probe droid into this massive vault. And listen, I, w <laughs> I couldn't help but think, as, as we're watching this enormous door, hatch, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it looked like a bay. It looked like a landing bay. That's how big these doors were that were the entrance to this, this um, area where Padme was to meet with the leaders of the banking clan, right? And I couldn't help but thinking, like, couldn't you just have a smaller door? Seems like a prime opportunity for a lot of different things to make its way into your, into your compound, into your vault area. If, if, if you just have these massive doors that have to be opened the entire way, you could park a spaceship in there, uh, but you're just opening that to let... Like two people in, 
it seemed like a waste. It seemed frivolous. And, and it's like, oh, the banking clan, they're all about the show. Huh? They want to they impress people with, with this massive landing hangar door that they have to enter their compound. Unnecessary. And especially when you have like two guards watching it and they're just like looking straight ahead. Have no idea that Embo's up there dropping probe droids in there, uh, you know, 75 feet above their head because it's that big. Ridiculous. <laughs> but any hoot. So, yeah, we find out that Rush Clovis is the best negotiator the banking clan has. And, you know, Scipio is a world that, you know, we, we got to hear a little bit about back in the, in the initial Rush Clovis arc way back when. And I think they had a different idea of Scipio at that time uh, because, you know, we're, we're, we're Rush Clovis is the uh, senator, right, for Scipio, which you know, is a, is, a, is a planet that's seemingly occupied by the Banking Clan and the Mune, and not a lot of human pe uh, presence uh, noticeable there. So it, it seemed like an odd sort of thing. I think it's shifted around a little bit where it's less of his home planet as opposed to, or like the planet of like his origins maybe, as opposed to like the planet that he has become a representative of due to his ties to the Banking Clan and, and the Separatists and all these other things. I think it's shifted a little bit because I, I also think when Scipio was first introduced, it was introduced as a core world, right? And now it, it's firmly established being in the Outer Rim uh, near Munilis, right? Being in that proximity in that region. So uh, a few things I think have changed for Scipio since we were first introduced to the planet uh, way back when. And so that's of interest as well. So uh, now we're going to play the scene here where uh, Rush, in, in a total creep move, just like sneaks onto the patio of... of uh, Padme's apartment that she's staying in while on Scipio. Uh, it's just weird and creepy, right? And But he's pleading for help. Why? Why should she help him? And he's going to try and plead his case. Let's go ahead and check it out. The simple fact is the economics of this war are not adding up. You're here for a bank transfer, but I can assure you, there is no money in the bank. That's absurd. They were ready to give me the funds today. Oh, they will give you your first installment, yes. But they're robbing one side to save the other. The entire banking clan is on the verge of collapse. Collapse? Where's the evidence? In the vault. The accounts are sealed there, and no one is allowed to see them besides the core five. Convenient. All right, that little musical interlude there is Embo. As he's watching on, he has his probe droid with him, and now he's getting ready to fire some shots. Let's go ahead and check it out. Well, now that you're here, you must put pressure on them. And do what, exactly? Help me gain access to the vault. You're insane to think I would ever trust you. I'm sorry, but I cannot help you. All right, so Embo, not a great shot. But we also get to see through the scope that maybe he's not necessarily aiming at Padme as we all suspected he might have been, that actually Rush Clovis may be the target. And it's this moment that Padme seems to, uh, I wouldn't say trust, but at least wants to maybe think that Clovis is on the up and up this time around, that there is something screwy going on with the banking clan as she's watching him stand her fire from from afar and they concoct a plan it is a 
somewhat. <laughs> well, listen, we'll get there. Uh, let's go ahead. I want to. I want to play the scene here because, again, I find it of note that uh, uh, Padme is going to check in with Palpatine, and it's Ian Abercrombie. Uh, so I just want to go ahead and, and again, I'm curious. You know, the motives, the we, the games, the wheels within wheels, the games that that. Palpatine slash Sidious is playing here. That's really what this season is about so far. And I think that's probably why uh, thematically this arc makes more sense in season six than it did in five. Is because we're, we're seeing all the different machinations that Sidious has going on during the Clone Wars. So let's go ahead and play this bit here where Padme and the Supreme Chancellor are having a little chat. If what you are saying is true, then this information Clovis is offering is vital to our security. I need you to be very clear in this matter. For the Republic, is he telling the truth? Yes, I'm sure. Perhaps then, in this scenario, it would be best for you to trust an old friend and do what he suggests. Because it's for the Republic. All right, so this time around, Padme is back in front of the Core 5 with Clovis, and they're going to use that little attack last night as, as sort of grounds to get access to something. And I do like that they, they paint it as uh, an attack directly on, on, on the senator, right? When it seems to be... Again, we'll get to what's going on with all of it a little bit later, but, it, you know, at the, at the time, it seems... <laughs> the image of Embo putting Clovis under fire. Now, again, I made a joke. Embo, not a good shot. But everything is being orchestrated. All right? Let's go ahead and just like, get rid of the mystery of all of it. All right? Let's, let's pull back the curtain here. This is more machinations of the Supreme Chancellor. So Embo missing was by design. Embo raining shots down on Clovis to make it look like Clovis is, is, is in danger here for, for knowing things that he's not supposed to know to get Padme to trust him again is by design. So let's just, let me just reinforce that real quickly with everybody here before we go into uh, this, this little plan that they're hatching here. Hang on. Let's go check it out. Padme in front of the Core 5. I've decided to accept Clovis as the representative of this transaction. As long as I can go into the vault and accompany the funds throughout the entire process. No, no outsider is ever allowed into the vaults. I come with the authority of the Supreme Chancellor. If you have something to hide, then that is something we should discuss. Hide? I think considering last night's attack on the Senator, it is only fair that we are transparent and agree to these terms. What harm will come of it? The vault will be open first thing in the morning. Please make sure you are here, Senator. And there you have it. Uh, we should also mention Padme has a little bit of help. <laughs> Another sort of handmaiden, if you will, uh, with her, who is going to get caught in the crossfire of all this this uh, political intrigue and and espionage-esque activities. <laughs> so let's go ahead again. We're going we're gonna to follow Padme and Clovis to Clovis's little chalet where uh, they will sort of lay out the groundwork for what 
they are going to attempt to do. And I want to go ahead and put that on the record here, so get ready to hear that. Once I detonate the charge here at the main power source, the vault will go into immediate shutdown. No one will get in or out. This will give you very little time before the emergency generator cycles and takes over. You'll then use this to locate the exact files and download them from the mainframe. The vault is one of the most secure in the galaxy, but it was designed to keep people out. Once you're inside and the power is down, there is little they can do. You make it sound so easy. If you don't mind, Senator, I will retire for the night. Of course, Tekla. The information we get tomorrow will go a long way to expose perhaps the real criminals behind this war. These are war profiteers. I've exposed that before. Nobody cares. Truth is not on the battlefield. It's late. Good night, Clovis. And, you, you know, I, I think you're supposed to sort of wonder if there's going to be any if, – if Clovis still harbors these romantic feelings for, for Padme. Because when Anakin enters the scene, uh, the jealousy is all right there. Back on Front Street, Anakin uh, is very jealous and bratty, and uh, I, I don't want to say it, but he's kind of, you know, in, in modern <laughs> – terms he's probably kind of toxic-y you know if you wanted to go there I don't want to go there though but it's just I don't know I, Anakin is kind of gross <laughs> in in his dealings with Clovis I get it in the sense that like Clovis is a is a bad guy that part I understand but why he feels the need to just be so uh, untrusting of Padme is is I don't know I, I don't find it one of Anakin's more in, uh, charming personality traits by any stretch so this leads to the espionage sequence, right? Uh, Clovis isn't going to be able to go into the vault. He's not going to be able to – he has to stay put. He can't uh, – they don't want him to leave, so he can't do what he said he's going to do, which is like short out the, the, the electrical system you know, by planting that little bomb. And, and so Tekla, who, who watched the entire plan on the, on the hollow map, uh, is now going to be the one to take the charge. And Tekla is, well, uh, fodder <laughs> for Embo. So so she does her job. She blows up the grid. It shuts the power down. And then Embo kills her. Uh, so Tekla off the board, all right? And sets up Padme for some espionage stuff really quickly because now it's her aide who's been, been killed. Again, the machinations here, the wheels within wheels. It's all happening under uh, 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 Palpatine slash Sidious's design. This is all his design. And that's the important thing to remember here. And so this puts us in a position where <laughs> Padme gets arrested. They find the evidence they need. They are able to get the information they need to get. Uh, you know, once the vault star is dark, she slips away from the, the, moon, the moon who are with her. She's able to access the information. She gets it back to Clovis, and it confirms everything that they suspected. But that's when moon security shows up and arrests Padme for espionage, and that her parting words is that she has powerful friends. Well, her most powerful friend, quote-unquote, would be her secret husband, Anakin Skywalker. And he's about to make his presence note, uh, known as he enters the, 
uh, little uh, cell that they have put Padme in. And uh, fun to note, the silhouette of Darth Vader, uh, as the door opens into Padme's room, uh, yes, pretty pretty noticeable uh, Vader silhouette across Padme. A uh, bit of foreshadowing for her demise, I would imagine, at that part. But let's go ahead and let's go, let's, let's, let's hear Anakin chatting, kind of teasing his love, Padme. <laughs> well, well, well. What exactly is going on here? Annie, I'm so glad to see you. Ah, I guess I'm not only useful for fighting wars after all. How long have I been in here? A few days. They say Tekla is dead. Is it true? Yes. She was found shot at the bombsite. By who? They don't know. The Munes say she sabotaged the power grid. What exactly is going on here? You have to get me out of here. Clovis is- Clovis? What exactly does Clovis have to do with this? I, I can't explain it here. How could you ever put your trust in a man like Clovis after what he did? It's for the Republic, Anakin. Something is very wrong with the banks. Why is it that when Clovis is around, your excuse is always that you're doing it for the Republic? Anakin, please. You know, maybe I'll just leave you here. Annie. You've already been released into my custody. You better come with me before I change my mind. See, he's kind of gross. I, it's ugh, gross. Don't like it. So Padme talks Anakin into heading to Clovis's chalet in an attempt to get the get that information, those files that they need to prove that there's a conspiracy within the banking clan, that the banking clan is on the verge of collapse. And, 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 and kind of tracking, you know, follow the money. And that's always what they say, right? So they go to the chalet. It's been tossed. Clovis is hiding. And Anakin and Clovis have history. And so let them be gross with each other here. Let's go ahead and check it out. Padme. I knew you'd come. You again? Yes, me again. All right, lover boy. Where's the disc? I'm not about to hand over the information to some pilot. I'm a Jedi Knight who can save your life if you hand over the files. So, what's it gonna be? You gonna give us the disc? What? So you can leave me stranded like last time? Well, that depends on how well-behaved you are. Can you both stop bickering so we can get out of here? And Embo is about to begin to open fire yet again. Uh, our heroes, <laughs> uh, they make it back to like the little skiff that they, they rode in on. Uh, let, let's talk about Scipio for a second here real quick. Yeah, because they, they make a pretty good point in the, in the opening of the episode of showing that it's a cold, frigid kind of world, right? You know, you, get to, you see the breath of the characters while they're outside in, the, in this, these frigid temperatures. And, you know, the planet's covered in snow and ice, right? That, that helps lend credence to the fact that it's very cold and chilly there. Um, uh, in, the, in this sequence here, as after Padme has been released into Anakin's custody and she talks him into going to Clovis's chalet, they are on an open-air skiff, flying into the mountains with nary a jacket in sight. My friends, that's how you catch your death of cold. <laughs> I'm just saying, it looks awfully chilly there for them to be on an open-air skiff with no jackets. Now, I don't know, does the force protect you from the common cold? Who's to say? Who is to say, my friends? Um, 
<laughs> so as they return to this skiff and come under fire from Embo, Embo disables their skiff. Well, guess what? Their skiff looks a lot like a giant bobsled. And that's what it turns into here as we now go down the mountain on this uh, uh, out-of-commission skiff-turned-bobsled that Padme attempts to steer as best she can while Anakin fends off the attack from, from Embo, who's now snowboarding down the mountain on his giant metal hat, his, his disc-like metal hat. And it's super cool. Like, this is the action sequence of the episode, and it's pretty standout stuff. It's really, really good. It brings everything together like it's supposed to for the end of this. It's a great pursuit by Embo. Uh, uh, all these things kind of come together very, very nicely. And, you know, I can't, I can't get mad at this sequence. It's a great action sequence. Anakin is able to get rid of Embo by uh, using a force push and, and, and toppling, getting him off balance, toppling him over out of the thing. And, you know, there's, there's a sequence. They're not just going down the mountain. They do actually get into, like, a bobsled-type shoot at a certain point. So, like, my bobsled analogy is dead on. Don't fight me on that. So, so yeah, good, good stuff here. And then as the episode ends, as we reach the end of our episode, we come back to Embo, uh, who's watched the heroes make their escape. His loyal, his loyal hound has brought him his helmet, has a big sloppy, happy smile on his face as he is master. I love it. I love that dog, that hound that he has. I love it. That thing's adorable. Uh, adorable, even when he's like bearing down on you with his giant fangs out. I love it. But let's go ahead and play this episode as, again... You pull back and find the wheels within wheels, the machinations of one Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. It seems your mission was a success, bounty hunter. From this point, I will deal with them myself. Also, if you will note, as this episode closes out, the ship that Anakin and R2-D2 have arrived on and has now been picked up in and they fly off in looks a lot like that T-6 that Ahsoka's flying in. Coincidence? Probably not. Probably not, my friends. But I was like, I, I was like, wait, what? Look at that ship. I know that ship. Just saw it in, 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 in real life with my eyes. My own two eyes. Yeah, so that's the episode. That is An Old Friend, Season 6, Episode 5, and it's a solid entry into this arc that it will get into the, 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 the machinations, not the machinations, but the, um, the money side of the Clone Wars. And, and just who it is, who's paying for all these droids? Who's paying for all these clones? So many answers, so many questions to be had in this arc. And we'll start to get to some of them. It's going to be really, really exciting. I give it eight buckets. It's, it's kind of a slow one. It's, it's got a little, but it's got like the espionage stuff going on into it that I enjoy. I'm glad we're catching back up with Padme, who was uh, uh, underused in season five quite a bit. And, uh, you know, we're off on a good adventure here and we're going to explore some elements of the Clone Wars that we haven't really had a chance to touch base with yet. And again, like I said, seeing more of Palpatine's schemes right and kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of just how like just how deep he is in in in, in this game of his right like again i've said it before this the dude's playing 4d chess and everyone else is playing uh, tiddlywinks they don't they're not even in the same league 
You're not even playing the same sport. Get out of here. Palpatine, 85 moves ahead. Like, get real, dudes. All right, that's enough for the episode because we're going to be back next week to talk about the next part, and it's going to be thrilling. Get ready. You're not even going to believe it. Hold on to your hats, okay? Just hold on to them. Um, In other news, uh, you may have heard the, the, uh, the actor's strike is over. They have a new deal in place. And as such, if you are on the socials, you have seen uh, just an avalanche of, of behind-the-scenes postings from uh, the actors on Ahsoka. So you're getting to see like some really cool behind-the-scenes photos of the cast hanging out, doing things, being on the set, having a good time. Looks like everyone had a blast on that set. Okay, I do really much – very much I enjoy the, the, the shot of, um, of, of uh, Lars Mikkelsen <laughs> – in his full Thrawn regalia, sitting in like a director's chair, smoking a cigarette. Uh, something about that picture, like, I want an 8x10 of that. Please. Please give me an 8x10 of that so I can get it signed by the man at some point in my life. That would make me so endlessly happy. <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, and hopefully with the actor strike now behind us and uh, uh, actors kind of getting back to work and promoting things and talking about the series that have been series and movies that have been airing while they've been uh, on strike. Uh, I'm hoping that means that soon we'll start getting some, some Star Wars uh, information. You know, like It'd be really nice to get to see uh, a trailer for Skeleton Crew, a teaser for The Acolyte, something to kind of wet the whistle uh, through the holiday season here. Now, I would do, following Star Wars tradition, like, they like to do some stuff on, on Black Friday, uh, and that's coming up. So maybe we don't have to wait too long to have ourselves a little uh, a Star Wars trailer to discuss at some point or a teaser for something to discuss at some point. That would be pretty awesome. So stay tuned. Let's keep ourselves uh, posted on that. Let's let's see what happens there. Uh, you know if it's cool, we're going to talk about it here on the podcast. So that's the good news. Uh, otherwise, we're going to sign off and get out of here, all right? This is the Men Division podcast, and I truly thank everyone, every single member of Bucketed Nation, for the continued support. You guys continue to be the best supporters of any Star Wars podcast, and I truly, truly appreciate all of you. Uh, this is episode 225. We've, we did it. We're making new records every day, all day, every day. Reach out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. Email the show, Tom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If your podcasting platform has reviews, please, 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 five-star reviews. They're the best. They help us. Stand out, not get lost in the galactic shuffle of the many, many Star Wars podcasts that do exist. So thank you all so, so much for the continued support. I'm not going anywhere. We'll be here forever, (laughs) whether you like it or not. Because, hey, what else do I got to do? Oh, a a lot, actually. But Star Wars podcasting is important to me, so that's why we continue to do it. All right, my friends, we'll be back next week. Buckethead Nation, you are the best. We'll talk soon. Let's get out of here. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Just did the castle run in 12 parsecs. Not if you round down, buddy. Yeah.